Hi everyone, this is Phil Miller and this is Your Best Bet, a podcast giving you all the betting angles and analysis into betting your favorite sports such as golf, football, and basketball. This episode is going to give you a full breakdown and analysis of the 2020 Masters, which is one of my favorite sporting events every year. This year's Masters got moved from April to November due to COVID-19. And in this episode, my brother Tim Miller and I will go through the entire field, giving you all of our favorite picks and also detailing players we don't like. The music in our podcast is brought to you by Swimming Into View, uh, which is uh, a, a local band in Fort Wayne. I want to thank those guys for allowing me to use their music in our podcast and go see them when you get a chance. So without further ado, here's our episode on the 2020 Masters. Someone I've been talking sports with, uh, gambling, betting for 30 years now. So it's my brother, Tim Miller. Tim, welcome. How's it going? It's going. You uh, you ready for the Masters in November? It's going to be good. I'm really excited. to started off uh, Masters week with 36 holes in myself today. So uh, should be a fun, fun week of golf. Yeah, we got a little match in uh, ourselves. You... you uh, you handled your business uh, with me today, so. Yeah, four and three. It's uh, it was a pretty good match for us. Took away a little bit of money. Could have done better, but uh, saw some pretty cool stuff on the golf course today. And thirty six holes in November is always good. Yep. Yeah, golf in November can't complain about that at all. Uh, so let's get into the Masters. Um, this was originally going to be played in April, uh, obviously due to COVID nineteen. It got rescheduled. I was pretty uh, skeptical uh, when this got rescheduled in June that this was actually going to happen. Uh, the PGA Tour has done a really good job of maintaining the schedule as well as well as well as it has. Not very many cases of COVID has come up in in many players. There's been a few here and there, but uh, the U.S. Open took place in September, and now we're here in November for the Masters. So. Uh, this will be the 84th Masters the, in Augusta, Georgia. Uh, the course generally favors longer players. If you look historically, uh, Tiger's won here a few times. Mickelson's won here a few times. Generally, the longer players have the advantage. Not always true. Uh, we've seen Jordan Spieth win here, 2015. It feels like he's won three Masters. Uh, he's only won one. Um, 2016, he had one of the most uh, colossal, I guess, epic meltdowns that you'll see in a major. But feels like he's been in contention a lot. Um, so we'll get into that. Uh, the course is over 7,400 yards, so that, again, favors a longer player. Par 72, so it's your, your general uh, 72 layout with four par fives, four par threes. Um, bent grass greens, and uh, there is going to be some rain this week uh, on Wednesday, a little bit Thursday. 
shouldn't affect things much because Augusta has one of the most advanced uh, sub-air systems. It's the underground irrigation system and ventilation where it's going to keep it really dry and uh, it's going to be running firm and fast. Uh, probably what a lot of people don't know is that it, you know if, if you think driving is one of the key metrics here but uh, over the last five years players that led in strokes gained approach was which is your you know your your second shot to the green um, those players finished first first second third and first so and that includes Tiger in 2019 um, he led in strokes gained approach and he won it's kind of weird because last Masters was a year and a half ago um, and he's a defending champion. Um, so you got Tiger, Patrick Reed, Sergio, Danny Willett, and Jordan Spieth as your last five winners. It's kind of a mixed bag there, um, you know, of some length. Uh, Reed has a really good short game. Uh, Spieth, really good short game. Sergio, great ball striker. So it's kind of a, a mixed bag of who can win here. Um, but I think if you, you hit your irons well and you've got a really good short game, you should, you probably will contend. Um, double digits under par usually wins. Seven of the last eleven years, the, the winner has gotten to double digits, and uh, so I would I would be surprised if the winner's not ten to fourteen under. Um, one more thing I, I've looked at is the most top tens in majors in, since twenty seventeen. Brooks Koepka has eight. Uh, Rory, Tony Finau, Xander, Shoffley, all seven. Of course, Brooks is the only one in that group that has won a major in the last few years, anyways. Um, and we'll talk about Brooks in a second. So, so from the betting angle, um, Bryson DeChambeau is the favorite. He's at plus 800. You might find him at plus 750, but plus 800 was the number I found him today. Um, Justin Thomas, Dustin Johnson, uh, John Rahm are all in the next group. You might find them at plus 1,000, plus 1,200. And uh, Rory McIlroy, I saw it plus thirteen hundred today too. So, Tim of that top group of guys, uh, who do you like as far as as someone that you consider the best value, um, and, and how they're playing right now? Well, you talked about the long ball hitters being at an advantage at this course, and uh, so you got to look at guys like Bryson and DJ. Um, they're obviously. I don't know what your stat was there on Bryson. 750. Yeah, plus 750, plus 800. I, 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 I don't think my favorite is Bryson for in that group. I, I like uh, probably like how, how somebody like Brooks or DJ has been playing. DJ, it's kind of hard to go go against him. He's not my favorite player on the tour, but I I would say in that top tier group um, I would be looking in the direction of DJ with just with the way he's been playing and some of the statistics that you talked about um, earlier on. Um, shots gained. Um, that seems to be a pretty interesting and uh, important stat when it comes to the Masters and he is uh, on this season he's doing well. I think he's second in the the season on that stat so yeah and Bryson so he played practice round last week I saw and he's uh, of the four par fives he was hitting eight iron into every green I um, heard that I heard he was decimating that course with his length yeah he, he literally just might break the tournament if he puts well and he um, 
I mean, he's he's he was a top twenty putter on tour last year, uh, combined with first and uh, strokes gained off the tee. Um, he he may just birdie every par four or every par five and and throw in a few birdies otherwise, and he might shoot twenty under. It might not matter. And it's possible. It's possible he could put up a score like that. I think. I think I'm, I take it personally with Bryson because he's so long. I'm a short guy off the tee, and to watch a guy hit the ball that mm-hmm. far and uh, and have a short game, uh, it's kind of scary. Uh, I, I've prided myself on having a, a a good short game because my my distance isn't there, and I guess maybe it's it's a personal thing against Bryson because of that. But we know he is uh, he is one of the best players in the world right now, and this could be his tournament to lose. He did win the last major at, uh, at Wingfoot in September, the U.S. Open, um, and he did it just by hitting driver at every possible opportunity, and I think he's going to do the same this week. So even if he has a mediocre wedge game, it might not matter. So I'll be interested to see how that, how that plays out. I think at worst he's going to be in contention and in the top ten. Um, I, I'll talk about that later, but I think if you want to lock top ten bet, uh, let's talk about it now. If you want to lock top ten bet, Bryson at minus one hundred five, which is you put down one hundred five dollars to win a hundred. Uh, you might. I, I just can't see him not being in the mix come Saturday, Sunday, um, with with his length and if he's if he's putting even reasonably. Um. So, talking about the strokes gained approach, Justin Thomas. Number one last season. In the last five seasons, he's been in the top ten. Probably the best iron player on tour. Uh, I would say him and Colin Morikawa, two best iron players on tour. Now that Tiger's kind of fallen off a little bit. I think when I, I think he's the best player in the world, just consistently. I think I think maybe Dustin Johnson, when he's got everything going, he might be the, just he might be the most unbeatable when he, when he's got everything clicking. But I think. I think Justin Thomas, when if you just look at all of his game, I, I think he might be the best player in the world. And uh, the chipping around some of these greens is going to be important. And his short game is is top notch as well. If there's anything any weakness, it's sometimes he goes cold with the putter. Um, I, I wonder with just the greens this week if there's you know a little uncertainty if that will kind of level it out though. Um, I don't know. What do you think about JT? I like JT. I like JT for this event. Um, I think I think as long as his putter gets hot, he could be. I'm not. I would say I would say he would be my lock for a top ten. He seems solid. He's, mm-hmm. He plays his course solid. Uh, I like the things that he does at this course. Um, in that top tier, guys, and especially in that uh, some of those statistics. I would say JT is a good pick. I don't have the, the top ten number on him, but I, I'm sure it's plus one ten, plus one twenty, so you can get uh, plus money on that. He's gonna be my pick to win. Um, I, I think he's ready. I think he's due. Um, I actually saw him Fanduel. He's at plus fourteen hundred, which is pretty amazing value. So you, if you're willing to throw a hundred bucks down, you can have a pretty good payday this weekend for that. One of my big questions for the tournament that happened this week in the Houston Open was and not necessarily who who won because it wasn't a great field, but it was about two guys. It was about Dustin Johnson coming back from COVID. 
Uh, the last tournament he played was the U.S. Open in, in September. He was going to play the two Las Vegas events, tested positive for COVID-19, missed both of those. I wanted to see how he was going to be health-wise and just if there's any rust. Well, he almost won. I finished uh, second, tied for second. So I have no concerns about him health-wise being ready. Um, he finished second last year. Um, so there's nothing there's nothing against him to if you wanted to pick DJ to win this week. Uh, I mean, he was the best player in the world two months ago. I think he won, I think, three tournaments and six starts. So can't go wrong there. Um, the other guy that I wanted to watch this weekend was Brooks Kepka because he's been pretty absent for – I really the last year going I think his last one was August 2019 and uh, didn't have a great 2020 and he's been having some knee issues he sat out a couple months so that he's been he's been back for a couple tournaments now and uh, he finished top five this week I mean if you wanted to default to the guy that's won four majors probably couldn't go wrong with Brooks either not my favorite guy but I mean if you want to follow the money that might that might be reasonable to do now what do you think of brooks or dj uh, you kind of talked about dj earlier i guess brooks specifically yeah i i kind of i was looking at some stats from brooks i kind of like brooks this weekend i i really think that it's setting up to be one hell of a, an event i think we've got a lot of players that that could easily be in contention i think we've got some guys down down in the bunch uh, that you may not some long shot type guys that you may not see coming that uh that have had success here in the past, and uh, they're actually probably my favorites to win the event. But Brooks, I think, would be a very solid pick. The other guy at the top, John Rahm, generally about plus 1,000, hasn't won a major. He's second-ranked second rank player in the world, probably due, for, probably due to win a major soon. Um, not really sure what's held him back. He's, he's got the complete game as well, great off the tee. Pretty good iron player, good putter, good short game. So, you know, Ron winning wouldn't be a, su a surprise at all. Um, kind of going down to the mid tier, and this is this is my favorite range. This is where I've I've had a few winners this year. It's the plus two thousand range to up to plus four thousand, plus five thousand. A uh, couple names I got written down: Patrick Cantley at plus twenty two hundred. He just won his last start. Um, in uh, Sherwood, he beat he beat Justin Thomas and Rom on the final day. Came back and won. He's got a complete game, top twenty in strokes gained approach this last season. He's kind of a he's kind of a quiet guy. Don't hear a lot about him, but really solid through the bag. Uh, Webb Simpson, uh, for a while there, 2019-2020, he might have been the best player in the world uh, after the driver. Not a good mm -hmm. driver of the ball, short hitter. Doesn't hit it that straight, but tremendous iron player, great putter. Six in stroke gain approach last year. Webb's already won, won a U.S. Open. He's one of players. I always tell myself that do we like do we live in a world where Webb Simpson's going to win two majors, a players, and probably a Hall of Famer? But I think he, I mean, I think he might he might get another major at some point. And then also in the plus two thousand range, Bubba Watson, plus twenty eight hundred, two time winner here. He's kind of playing well. Uh, really eccentric guy. Not that likable. Bubba is not a likable guy. Um, but looking at his statistics from this year, I feel like it seems like he's hitting the ball as well as he has in a long time. 
and with his success here, I kind of like Bubba this weekend. I, I, in a weird way, not being a Bubba fan, kind of pulling for Bubba just because he's kind of a long shot. I kind of like the idea of him coming out of nowhere. There's a couple guys like that, but I think uh, in this range, Bubba is probably my favorite. I think Bubba's had 11 wins, and nine of his wins have taken place on four courses, and this is one of them. And uh, so it's a, it's a Bubba track. Uh, if you wanted to take a shot at plus 2,800, you could probably do worse than that. Um, Colin Morikawa, I have written down. Uh, I mentioned him earlier as being one of the better iron players in the world, only 24 years old. Won the PGA this year in August, plus 3,300. He, he hasn't done a lot since he won the PGA. Uh, if there's Achilles Hill for him, it's putting. He's, he's a negative strokes game putter. I think he's around 100th on tour. Uh, I also have Matt Wolf at plus 3,300, top five the last two majors. Almost beat Bryson at the U.S. Open. And uh, he's kind of he's more in that DJ, Bryson, Moles, great driver of the ball. Wouldn't say he's a great putter. Uh, wouldn't say he's a great iron player. He just kind of overpowers, of course. Um, I don't know. What do you think of Morikawa, Wolf? can't lay web any one of those you like specifically aside from web in that group the other the others don't have the experience and i i think this is a course that experience kind of is, is going to be very important i i've seen a little bit different forecast than than you have so i think i, I think if there is a i, I saw like an inch of rain potentially on thursday so that could change the whole shape of the, the tournament depending on what happens that day and about a 40% chance all weekend. Warm temperatures, but I think weather could be an issue. I think, I think we're gonna see a veteran of some sort um, and, mm -hmm. and I would even throw like a DJ, you know, it's, it's gonna be somebody who has a little bit more experience on this course. So some of those guys are, are playing well, but I think the Masters in November is gonna, is gonna be a veteran of some sort that's going to be winning. Yeah, I think it's one of those places, maybe Jordan Spieth, notwithstanding when he won when he was 21, I think generally it, it takes a few rounds through here to to kind of get the greens, a good, a good field of greens, and, uh, you know, the, the pressure on Sunday uh, kind of experience that. So the other name in the mid that mid-tier region, region I have written down is Adam Scott at plus 5,000. He, he won in 2013. He always hits it really well. He just He's really just not a good putter. And even if he, he be, just becomes an average putter for the week, he, he might contend. But he I've made one bet so far. It's Adam Scott at that number. Um, just because of how well he strikes the ball. And if he catches a hot putter, you never know. Um, anyone else in that range that... You have anything on Adam Scott, Cantley? I like Adam Scott. I, I think putting is going to be really important, though. I think that's a guy that can maybe hang around for a couple days, uh, get to the weekend. But if his putter isn't hot, then I don't like him that much. I don't like him in that range. Cantley's okay. I, I would. Uh, I still think I'm still leaning on the the side of experience, and he's just not that weathered of a player quite yet where I, I would not feel comfortable with him. Well, you mentioned earlier you like some long shots. Over plus 5,000? Well, I'm not even sure. What's Fowler sitting at? 
I didn't write him down, but I think I saw him at plus 7,000. I thought it was a pretty big number. He has not played good this year. He has not played good. Plus 6,600. But I, I feel like this course could set up well for him. And he, he's he's due, you know, like so at some point this guy's going to get his major. You know, like it's a, he's going to get one of these mm -hmm. masters. And um, He almost beat Reed in 2018, finished second. He's got he's got the putting to do it. It's just can he can the ball striking kind of get him there? And I don't know where I guess Tiger's probably more of a mid tier guy, and you probably have a whole section. Yeah, let's talk just about for Tiger. But well, the two guys I had I had written down separately are Tiger and Spieth. Um, Tiger coming in at uh, plus, and you might find him at plus four thousand, but generally about plus thirty five hundred on most of the books. He's been awful. He's been for bad, a while, yes. and I question his motivation on some at some of these tournaments. But even the U.S. Open, the PGA didn't play well. Um, you know the hallmark of his game the last couple of years since he's gotten older is is his irons, and that's that's kind of fallen off. His putter is a mess, and he's just an average driver now. Guys, I mean, he's not even in the top fifty in driving distance. I know he. I know he's the champ, and when he won in twenty nineteen, it was it was awesome, and I loved every second of it. I just I cannot see a path for him winning this tournament. I could see a path for him coming in a Saturday, you know, top five, top ten, maybe in the mix. At best, I would bet him top ten. I just can't see him winning this tournament. I, I agree. I I think the way he's played lately. I mean, going back to twenty nineteen. And watching him win the Masters was one of the most exciting things that I have watched in, in my time of watching golf. And it was emotional and it was good, but it doesn't win this year's Masters. I think he's just not he's just not playing well enough. I think you have to be a pretty big-time fan of Tiger to throw some money at that bet. Uh, it seems like it's a lost bet. It'd be wishful thinking at this point, it feels like. Um, speaking of wishful thinking, Jordan Spieth... Um, <laughs> you can find him pretty much right at plus 5,000, maybe plus 5,500. Uh, Spieth is, like I said, he won in 2015, should have won in 2016. Almost had a historic round in 2018 to win. He, he, he almost shot 62 on Sunday to come back, came out of nowhere. Um, hasn't won since the 2017 Open, and he's outside the top 70 in the world. He's... He's kind of a mess. Uh, cannot find the center of the club face with the driver or irons. His putter's falling off a little bit. And uh, he makes a ton of birdies, but he makes as many double bogeys as anyone you'll see on tour. Um, Did I, I see that he was leading the first round this last week? And yeah. by day two, he was he, he just got annihilated by the back nine on the second day. And actually got annihilated the same day on the back nine that he was leading. Oh. He was leading through 12 holes, and by the end of that round, he uh, he was over par. Um, he's he, it just he's so inconsistent. However, I kind of don't mind him as a first-round leader bet to get up to a quick start. You know, he shoots 66, something like that, 67. Um, he just knows this place so well. He also might shoot 66 and then shoot 78 the next day and miss the cut. It really would would not shock me. So I, I couldn't bet Spieth at anything else than maybe a first-round leader bet if you wanted to take a, a flyer on that. Um, as we get into the, the, sort of the longer shots, 
I got a couple names written down at plus 6,600, Matt Fitzpatrick and Scotty Scheffler at plus 6,600. Fitzpatrick's played really well. He's not a long guy, but he's a great iron player, a great putter, really good short game. Uh, he went to Northwestern. He's English. And uh, Scotty Scheffler, plus 6,600. He's contended a bunch this year as a rookie. Um, good, just good all-around player. Uh, hasn't won yet. It's, it's, you know, it might be a long shot for him to win his first tournament at the Masters. But I kind of don't mind that number if you wanted to take a long, uh, kind of a, a bet on a long shot. And then my super long shot's Brendan Todd at plus 15,000. He doesn't really set up great for a lot of courses because he's so short, but he hits it incredibly straight. Hits a, a 75, 80% of the fairways, hits a bunch of greens, and just is maybe the best putter on tour right now. Um, I prefer him more for a top 10 bet at plus 1,000 uh, if you wanted to try to find some value there. Um, anyone past that number, I know we talked about Fowler, he's kind of in that range that you've seen that you like, or? No, that's kind of where your cutoff no. is, Ricky. Yeah, Fowler is probably more of a mm -hmm. uh, of a fan rooting for him uh, type thing, kind of like a Tiger bet. Um, I, I don't know if he's played well enough to actually compete. And these these other long shots that you just listed, I don't. I didn't even look that deep into uh, the numbers because I I just don't feel like the winner's going to come from that far outside. Yeah, I agree with you. I I, I would I wouldn't say past the plus the plus five thousand range. It, it's likely generally one of the better players in the world wins this tournament um, so I, I think we've kind of gone over some of our picks already um, I, I talked about JT as a winner Bryson top 10 uh, Webb top 5 at plus 500 I like guy I didn't mention yet that's way down the board for a top 20 is Dylan Fratelli he's played really good this year hasn't won but he's always in the top 15 20 Pretty solid player, so you can get him at top twenty for plus six fifty. Um, so yeah, I'll be placing my money on Justin Thomas tonight, and uh, I'll probably place another bet on on Patrick Cantley. And uh, I, I kind of like the Bubba pick that you mentioned earlier. Yeah, I like Bubba. I like uh, I like Bubba. I like DJ. I mean, DJ's playing well. Um, Brooks is another one that I do like, and a guy we didn't really talk about much, but I do have him written down here is Xander. Yeah, um, yeah. he's always overlooked, so that's kind of on par. Yeah, I, I, I think he could be kind of just almost, I, I don't want to say a dark horse, but somebody that kind of comes out of nowhere and uh, maybe over the weekend puts up a score and gets in contention for Sunday. The, uh, the Par 3 tournament on Wednesday, I don't... I don't know if that's bettable, but if it's available on sportsbooks, you should bet the longest shot that you can find because nobody that's ever won the Par 3 tournament has gone on to win the Masters, so there's a lot of guys that don't take it seriously, but there's going to be some random guy that's... I don't, I don't know if it's even listed, but uh, look into that starting tomorrow or Monday or Tuesday. Um, I thought I had heard that they canceled that. Oh, was it canceled? I thought that I, I could be wrong, okay. but I thought I read last week that they were canceling the uh, anything to do with the Par 3 situation. Okay. You know, I was just looking at my, my notes. The one guy I didn't talk about was Rory. Yeah, we didn't talk about Rory. I have him here. I mean... Just hasn't won a major in 
uh, almost well, six full years. Yeah, you start to lose faith in these guys winning these big events. He's probably going to be around. Um, and the, this is his only uh, only major that he hasn't won, so this would, would be for the Grand Slam. And it's kind of, I mean, he's been there a couple times, but he hasn't done a lot the last half year. It's It's been a while, but I, I did look at some stats, and it seems like he is playing um, – He's playing decent. He's, he's figuring the driver out. Like it's it's hard to count him out because of how well he's done in major tournaments. But in this specific yep. course, what's he going to bring this weekend? Yep. Uh, another betting betting strategy that you know you could you could place a couple win bets on a couple of these guys. And uh, something I like to do is wait. Maybe for some of my my budget for the week, wait uh, after thirty six and and see where. You know where the field lies. You can get some pretty good data first couple rounds, and if you see someone's really hitting it well but not not making a lot of putts, um, they might be a few shots back. You can really find a lot of value there for them to the putting that will level out over the weekend, and they can if they can continue the ball striking, they might be able to make up ground. So that's something I like to do. Might be worth looking at this weekend too. Um, if you have a certain budget. So let's wrap it up. So. Uh, Tim, appreciate you being on. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was uh, it was a good time. It's always good to talk about the Masters. It's going to be an exciting week. Uh, really looking forward to some good golf this weekend. Hopefully the weather isn't too bad. I'm a weather nut, so obviously I'm already concerned about that. But I did see that like 90% chance on Thursday with a potential inch of rain. That could change a lot of things the entire weekend, especially if it is a it's a warm November. It looks like it's going to be in the upper 70s, but if it's rainy and it could change the conditions enough. Yeah, and uh, I certainly wouldn't want it to be pushed back to, at all either. Um, to like a Monday finish, that would be kind of a kind of a buzzkill. So hopefully they get it in. Weather doesn't affect it too much. And we'll break it down next week. So uh, again, uh, thanks everyone for listening to the very first episode of the Parlay, and we'll see you next time.